Jesus looks at the crowd and he sees desperate need. He sees confusion and anxiety. He sees a lack of meaning and purpose. He sees people struggling with disease and poverty and prejudice. Oppressed, facing injustice, uncertain of the future. He sees humanity broken and bruised and his heart is broken too. He's filled with, with compassion and love for all these people. That is where we trace our roots as a Christian community today. Not in the chequered history of the church, not in the heroes or the villains in the church's history, or in society's history too. Not in the triumphalism or defeatism of the church at different times in its story. Now we trace our roots to the broken heart of Jesus, looking out into that crowd of ordinary, messed up humanity. His focus isn't on a special subset of humanity, those who fit in with one particular way of thinking or believing or acting. No, his focus is on humanity itself, in all its diversity of race and religion, politics and education, gender and sexuality, health and abilities. The broken heart, the tender compassion of Jesus is where the church begins and ends. He wants as many people as possible to join in his work of bringing hope and healing to humanity. That's where the church fits in, or is meant to fit in. Those called to share in this work of Jesus today. So in this passage from Matthew's Gospel, Jesus prays for workers and looks around and sees his disciples. The twelve he's chosen for the task. They're an ordinary, fallible bunch. They've often made mistakes, misunderstood his words. They've often been full of doubt and fears and questions. They have their own prejudices and narrow ways of thinking. And often they break into fierce arguments, trying to see who is better than the other. And yet Jesus chooses these fallible, broken people to play their part in his kingdom work, in bringing hope and healing to messed up humanity. And that is the one thing they have to learn, that they need to keep learning and learning from Jesus and not to try and go it alone. Not to be the best, better than other people, but to simply learn from Jesus, to learn his way, 
as the church today, we can often get caught up in new programmes, in new ideas and fresh ways of doing things, and get very excited and feel that we're going to transform the world, but somehow miss the heart of the matter, that heart of Jesus. Or we can be fearful of change, not excited about new ways of doing things, online worship and all the rest. Let's get back to the old ways. Let's get back into our church buildings, safe and sound. We may not want to take risks. We may want to stick with the old familiar routines. And again, we somehow lose sight of the heart of the matter, the broken heart of Jesus, not for his little gathered church, but for all humanity and for the world itself. This is what Matthew is trying to remind us today. Get back to the broken heart of Jesus, the overwhelming generous compassion and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And everything else will follow. Know the generosity of God and you will start to live and think generously too. That's the starting point. And from it flows everything that Jesus says in this passage and in the teaching that follows it. Get the heart right and you are on the way. But there needs to be clear thinking alongside that generosity of heart. Further on in this story, Jesus tells his disciples, those he's sending out in mission to the world, he tells them to be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. As shrewd, cunning as snakes and as innocent as doves. Sometimes I wonder if our leaders today have somehow twisted that the opposite direction, foolish in their actions and pronouncements and at the same time without integrity of heart and soul. We need politicians who are shrewd but we also need politicians of great integrity and we pray that for them today. Too many of the world's political leaders have been putting ambition before the people, have put spin and bluff, waffle and fake news, name-calling and careless words before truth and integrity. Seeing Donald Trump standing in front of a church, holding the Bible in his hand, having had the clergy and peaceful demonstrators removed through uh, the troops being brought in with tear gas and rubber bullets. For me, that was, in a sense, the last straw. 
Speaking quietly to interviewers, the Episcopal Bishop of Washington, Right Reverend Marianne Edgar Butt, said, The President just used a Bible and one of the churches of my diocese as a backdrop for a message antithetical to the teachings of Jesus and everything that our church stands for. To do so, he sanctioned the use of tear gas by police officers in riot gear to clear the churchyard. I am outraged, he continues. The president did not pray when he came to St. John's, nor did he acknowledge the agony and sacred worth of people of colour in our nation who rightfully demand an end to 400 years of systematic racism and white supremacy in our country. I want the world to know, she continued, that we in the Diocese of Washington follow Jesus in his way of love. We aspire to be people of peace and advocates of justice. In no way do we support the President's incendiary response to a wounded, grieving nation. In faithfulness to our Saviour, who lived a life of non-violence and sacrificial love, we align ourselves with those seeking justice for the death of George Floyd and countless others through the sacred act of peaceful protest. Many across the world have been similarly outraged by the action of the President and his incendiary approach and all the events that have led up to that. The brutal killing of George Floyd in particular. And in response to that, the URC produced a statement which included these words. Together with our sister churches in the USA, the United Reformed Church declares that racism in any form is a sin against humanity and a sin against God, who created all people in God's own image and likeness. Systematic racism is prevalent, so it is not enough that we are not racist. We must be anti-racist, actively working to recognise and address bigotry in our own lives and then to dismantle the structures of racism and injustice in our world. In our own nation, the focus has in some ways moved, shifted to the removal of statues linked to slave traders, like that of Edward Colston in Bristol. And it may be right to do this, but it's a symbolic gesture that is potentially an empty one. It needs to go alongside a much deeper commitment to change our nation's ways, to improve education and job opportunities for ethnic minorities, and to confront prejudice wherever it rears its ugly head. Campaigner Trevor Phillips commented in the Times this week that dancing around a long dead slave trader will never bring us change. And he concluded, we will never solve this problem 
until we are ready to talk, talk exhaustively, and talk with honesty, generosity, and courage. And that's what we need at this time. To be innocent as doves, as shrewd and cunning as snakes. To be honest, generous, and courageous. We face many, many complex issues of racism and injustice in our nation. And to focus on one is in danger of missing others, perhaps quieter voices that go unheard. At the moment, my heart goes out to the Bangladeshi community in the UK, who have been especially vulnerable to COVID-19. Their death rate has been more than double that of the white population. And they are yet to receive proper answers to why this is so, or ways in which this can be addressed. So please pray for that community and for honest, compassionate research into the reasons behind this tragic inequality and a way to right it. All too often across the world, we've seen statues being pulled down in great jubilation. And yet the deeper issues of those nations not being tackled. What's needed is real change, not virtue signalling or empty gestures. Wishful thinking or woolly-mindedness will not do. We need to reach deep into hurting humanity, bringing that healing grace of Jesus in word and action. As Christians, we must keep that innocence of dance, that integrity and generosity of spirit, but we also need to use our minds to think carefully, to become more aware of others and their situations, to be shrewd, cunning like snakes in our approach to the world, thinking deeply about the injustices and hurts in humanity and how we can truly share in the kingdom work of Jesus today. A kingdom of justice, of compassion, of peace and healing. May God give us the courage and wisdom to be workers for Christ today. To share his heart, his broken heart for all humanity. For the sake of all races, all colours, the human race itself.